4: Hello and welcome. It's our number one of the podcast and hour number one all about a thriller in the Pacific Northwest. The Seattle Seahawks outlasting the Patriots. It was Seattle's last stand as they stonewalled Cam Newton on the very final play of the game. Now Josh McDaniels is being called out. Did he cost the Patriots the victory? We microanalyze that and more here in our number one of a new week of podcasts on the Ben Maller Show, and here it is. It came down to one play, one stinking play. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond as we bloviate the overnight hours away emanating live from the Geico Fox sports radio studios. Although we're apart these days, we're sharing more and Geico sharing more too with the Geico give back a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit Geico.com slash give back for info. And, Eligibility. Hope you had a great weekend. We are back behind the red hot microphones of Fox Sports Radio for a big football palooza. Another full Sunday of NFL activity. And we begin with the Sunday night game where the New England Patriots had a chance to pull off what not a huge upset, but it would have been a mild upset on the road in Seattle. Not as big a deal because Seattle. Did not have the crowd on hand. But if you did not watch this game, you might have missed it. Maybe you were busy doing other things. Russell Wilson threw not one, not two, not three, not four, but five touchdown passes. And the Seahawks, though, it came down to the final play of the game. Cam Newton at the goal line trying to run it in from one yard out and he was denied at the goal line. And just like that, Seattle gets the win 35-3. to So the Seahawks go to 2-0 and on the season. The Patriots are now 1-1. But the story, the play call, Cam Newton one yard out on a fourth down. It wasn't even a fourth down. It was a final play. There was three seconds left. So it was the end of the game. You got one shot, one play call. And Josh McDaniels being savagely attacked the Patriot offensive play caller for his decision at the end of the game. Now, the hindsight heroes are out. They're up in arms here. More on that in a moment. The game played in front of a lifeless CenturyLink field. And some NFL stadiums, sporadically there were fans at certain stadiums around the NFL, but the 12th man was neutered by health restrictions in the Pacific Northwest odd how some cities they allow fans and other cities they don't, uh, but that's the way it is right now at the beginning of the 2020 season. So let's let's cut to the chase here. The question, does Josh McDaniels deserve to be raked over the coals for that final play call for the Patriots? I'm actually going to go no on this. I'm going to defend Josh McDaniels. Now, I don't think Josh McDaniels is a great coach, but I'm going to have his back on this one. You've got Bedrock, 7-11, and Mr. Softy. And we will combine all of these things together. Now, A, let's start with the, the story here, which is the final play of the game. Everything else kind of is secondary to what happened at the end of the game. Or kind of. It is. the The better story in the losing locker room. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. If I felt differently, it would be better radio to come out here and point the finger at Josh McDaniels. How could you make that play call? However... That would be disingenuous. Cam Newton and New England were in position to pull off a road upset, and Josh McDaniels called. Now, let's get to a couple of plays prior to that. It was 1.42 left on the clock, and the Patriots were starting on their own 19-yard line, and Cam Newton navigated the Patriot offense all the way down the field to the Seattle one-yard line. So he set this up by making a bunch of big plays with his arm there and getting it all the way down, 74-yard drive, all the way down to the one-yard line. And that is when the second-guessers stepped into the chat. And with three seconds left out of the shotgun formation, Cam Newton takes the snap. He runs into a brick wall of Seattle defenders for a loss of one, minus one on the play. And that was game, set, match. And the Patriots end up losers. So they are one and one, as we said. Uh, And as far as Cam Newton's performance, though, before we get to Josh McDaniels in particular, Cam Newton's performance, he gets on the Mallard report card another A minus. It's the same grade I gave Cam Newton for the opener against the Miami Dolphins. Now, the level of difficulty went up because Seattle's a better team than Miami. Miami's a, a burning hot tire fire. But Cam Newton had 397 yards passing in this game. And he averaged nine yards per attempt. Those are elite numbers. He only had one passing touchdown, but he had two on the ground. And he averaged over four yards a carry in comparison to the rest of the running game. There was no running game for the Patriots. Check this out, though. Cam Newton is on pace to run for almost 1,000 yards after two games and 32 touchdowns based on the first two games if you elongate that over the course of the entire season. And uh, Newton is not the reason they lost the game. He was a net positive. Now, he could have been the reason they won the game. Obviously, the 397 yards passing were great. You needed another couple of yards there at the end. But that is the third most. This is the odd thing about Cam Newton because he's won an MVP award, The year he won the MVP, they lost in the Super Bowl, they being Carolina, Cam Newton's most famous play, his claim to fame, he decided to run away rather than on top of a fumble against the Broncos in that Super Bowl. But you look at Cam Newton overall here, and 397 yards passing, that is the third most of Cam Newton's career, and his most since his rookie year in 2011. That, That is a stunning... Stunning, you I mean, you think somewhere along the way he had to have a couple of 400-yard games in there, but no. And so all the obstacles and all that with the Patriots shorthanded because of the problems on defense, the, the tragedy of their star pass-catching running back James White out uh, because of uh, an accident. His father passed away, his mom in, in bad condition in Florida as well. And the Patriots had an opportunity to win this game at the end. And if you look at the New England running game, Sands Cam Newton, everyone not named Cam Newton that ran the ball collectively, 14 times for 1.4 yards per carry. That is anybody not named Cam Newton. Now, as far as Josh McDaniels, let's get back to Josh McDaniels here. It would be better to destroy him, as we have discussed in previous uh, situations like this, where a play call decides the game. But on on this one, I agreed with the play call. There's an old quote, that in football parlance goes to Daryl Royal, the old coach at Texas. He said, you dance with the one that brung you. And that play, that particular play at the end, that is the bedrock of the New England short yardage game. It's not handed off to a running back. It's Cam Newton, do something, make something happen. The Patriots ran four plays from the one-yard line in that game on Sunday night against Seattle. They scored touchdowns on three of them. You would rather go down with Cam Newton running than Cam Newton throwing, even though he had 397 yards. Now, if you're going to nitpick, and I don't have a problem with nitpicking, I've never had a problem with nitpicking, Cam Newton took a rather odd route or route on that particular play at the goal line. He stutter-stepped and then had a premature pirouette as he attempted to make it to the end zone, from about the four-yard line. He jumped, it appeared, from the four-yard line, which was a little bit too soon. That play was D-O-A. Seattle had five defenders closing in on Cam Newton. Now, part B of this, on the other side of the equation, and we'll get back to the Patriots, but Russell Wilson has been the 7-11 of quarterback so far. He has... I feasted on the Falcons, which is what you're supposed to do. The Patriots' reputation, better defensively with all, all the players out, not quite as good, but a record-breaking start. Russell Wilson has seven touchdown passes and 11 incompletions this season. He is 7-11. He's making, he's making slurpees for everybody at the quarterback position. He's slurping up the opposition, is what he's doing. Now, Russell dropped several long passes into the breadbasket of his receivers. He, He had five touchdown passes to five different Seattle receivers. Spread it around. It's like a sprinkler spreading water all over the lawn. And it was a clinic on the deep passing game. And somewhere in another dimension, the ghost of Al Davis is smiling. That's the vertical passing game right there. That's the vertical passing game. Russell Wilson averaged over 10 yards per pass attempt. And he had big plays. D.K. Metcalf, a 54-yard catch on one of them. Uh, David Moore, 38 yards. There's a bunch of no-name guys, too, on Seattle. D.K. Metcalf is supposed to be a good young player, but David Moore coming out of nowhere. And uh, several other guys you've never heard of for Seattle. But it was really the the defense for Seattle. That final play came down to that. Able to clog up the running lane and stop Cam Newton dead in his tracks from getting ahead of steam and going towards the goal line. Now, the last word here. So Bill Belichick said that the Patriots took a big step just in terms of the competition and the way we battled. That was one of his quotes after the game, and I couldn't find audio on this one, but it it I, I want to focus in on that for a second because Belichick, and I don't know the tone. I think the tone would be, because that's how Belichick normally goes. But saying the Patriots took a big step in terms of the competition and the way we battled to me, that implies that you gain something confidence-wise. And that's odd. Bill Belichick has never been a moral victory kind of guy, so that would be an abnormal quote from Belichick. So it makes you wonder if that is an accurate portrayal. He was asked about the one of the receivers for the Patriots, and he said in general, he talked in general terms about the team taking a big step just in terms of the competition and the way we battle. That's a quote that has been passed down from the Patriot media, so has Bill Belichick suddenly become a Mr. Softie when talking about his team losing a heartbreak hotel type of situation? I mean, man, I'm going to the Pacific Northwest. You're going to the Pacific Northwest. No fans there. You don't get a feather in your cap for losing. Now, I'm going to agree that this was a measuring stick type of situation. You didn't pass the test. You came close, but you didn't pass the test. It's like you had to get 13 answers right. You only got 12 right, so you didn't pass the test. Almost, last I checked, does not count. There's no taking a big step when you end up getting to defeat. And the Patriots didn't even cover the spread, so gamblers like myself who had the Patriots plus 3.5 did not end up coming out victorious. The Patriots were losing by 5 at the time Cam Newton made that play. So New England will get the Raiders... Next week in Foxborough, the Raiders still haven't even played their game this weekend. They play the Monday night game against New Orleans as they open up the new Taj Mahal in Lost Wages, Nevada in front of no fans, but they will have a football game there. And so the Patriots will get their opportunity to go against Derek Carr and see what they can do against Derek Carr. Uh, now, here is uh, Cam Newton here. Here's Cam Newton, who points out on that final play, that fateful final play, when he decided to zig when he should have zagged, that Cam Newton points out, he had another possibility there that he could have done.
5: Yeah, it was it was a great play by them. Uh, that's a play we had favored in the game plan. We ran it a couple times with figured, you know, I think we probably went to the well too many
4: times, but at the end of the day, Seth felt confident about it. Uh, we just got to execute, and I could have bounced it. You know, looking at the clip, I just got to be better. Just got to be better here at the end. And um, you know, we we put ourselves in a position to win. And you know, when you when you do
0: that, you just gotta you gotta finish, and we did not do that today.
4: There you go. All right, so he was rambling on there. He could have bounced it is the key part of that quote. He could have bounced it to the outside. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about any of that, it is all fair game here as we have uh, plenty of time to dissect, analyze frame by frame the week that was and still is in the NFL. still one more game on a Monday night. We'll take your phone calls, 877-99 on Fox, 877 877- Nine nine six six three six nine. We're also available on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities and pig headed, pig headed. What is that all about? We'll get to it, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at two a.m. Eastern, eleven p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
6: But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge.
3: Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: It's Maller 2020, and you can be heard in the democracy of the Ben Maller Show. We encourage and welcome the voice of the people. That would be you following the voice of this show on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller, And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Oh, snatch was good, yeah. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
4: We will get to pig-headed coming up in a couple of moments. The Malam Militia chiming in on the opening monologue. Mr. Luciano writes in. He says, B-plus monologue and bad job by the Patriots for not finishing the job. David in Seattle, who knows where all the nice restaurants are, said, they, the Patriots, should have thrown a slant pass. Who tries to run it in from the one-yard line? He, uh, He points out. Well, that is correct. That is, uh, yeah, you would never, never try to do that. Of course, Russell Wilson had such success in the Super Bowl. David, who I believe is in Ohio, writes and says, Ben, I have been listening to you for many years now, and I am finally at my wits' end. Why is it you never talk about America's team, the Pittsburgh Steelers? Is it because of your deep-seated hatred for Edward and all that he believes in?
7: No, David. Who's Edward.
4: I think he's referring to you, Eddie. I believe he's referring to you. I don't know anybody else named Edward he would be name. referring. Oh, you're Edmund, yes. Yeah. He, he assumed, see what happens when you assume? Yeah. You assume that you're Edward, because most people named Ed are short for Edward. You're Edmund, which is the... Did you always not like being named Edmund? Was did you, Were you annoyed by that when you were younger?
7: You mean Edward? No, no, Edmund. I thought you said, did you not like being... Oh, did I not like being Edmund? No, I I was yeah, fine with that. I you were care. fine with it. You. Yeah. you didn't care about that. All
4: right. So some kids hate their hate their name. Can't stand it. No uh, one ever Ed,
7: called. No one ever called me that. So I didn't really. <laughs> <they> just <laughs> called Eddie. couldn't bother me. Yeah, they called or me Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Eddie
4: yeah. Uh, Ed from Spokane writes and says, "I thought it was a great call by Josh McDaniels as a Seahawk apologist. I thought the game is over just by Cam running the ball." He writes in. Now your sports source writes and says a B plus monologue, complimenting the losing team. Those wildfires must have been affecting your Maller. What's up with that? I was expecting you to pull out the Maller scale of panic on the Patriots. They're one and one. You don't pull off. No, the Mallor scale of panic is reserved for 0 and 2, not for 1 and 1. You never. That's a bad job by you. You never use ever the, the Mallor patented scale of panic for, for a 1 and 1. You save that for 0 and 2. So pig headed, though. Let's get to this right now. This is. This is quite the tale. So the Chargers opened up their half of the stadium. Last week, the Rams, they have that new stadium in Englewood, in the hood in Englewood. And the Rams opened up with a win against the Cowboys in the Sunday night game. Well, the Chargers are the co-tenant. Really, they're just the tenant in the stadium. But the Chargers opened up their home schedule against Kansas City. And running out to take the opening step, much to the shock of, Jim Nance and Tony Romo, you had who? You had the rookie quarterback out of Oregon, Herbert, who Uh. ran out to play quarterback for the Chargers. And what the heck was going on? Well, it turns out uh, that the starting quarterback, Tyrod Taylor, the guy that was supposed to start the game, uh, he said, according to Anthony Lynn, after the game, Anthony Lynn said that Tyrod Taylor had chest pains. Before the game. And he had to be taken to a hospital just before kickoff. And this was as of a couple of hours ago. Anthony Lynn said he did not know the issue. was waiting to find out more. He claimed he found out just after the coin toss. So he didn't even know when the coin toss was going on until after the coin toss that his starting quarterback wasn't going to be there. And, and Herbert played very, very well for most of He had 300 yards passing against Kansas City. And he did have an interception. He had a touchdown as well. He also had a touchdown on the ground. His first touchdown, the first touchdown the Chargers scored was on the ground. And they ended up losing the game in overtime. But it's what Anthony Lynn said after the game that really stood out. Now, the Chargers didn't win, but you you wasted a high draft pick on Herbert. The talk was you're going to sit him down, you're going to sit him down, you're not going to play him, blah, 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 blah. The guy not only played. And played well. Now, the counter-argument, the devil's advocate argument is, well, the the Chiefs were not prepared. They were thinking they were going to go against Tyrod Taylor. Okay, that maybe lasts a quarter. Maybe that lasts a quarter. But you adjust as the game goes on, and Kansas City realized at the end of the first quarter, all right, we got to adjust what we're doing here. And uh, the, the Chargers were still matching the Chiefs blow for blow for the balance of that particular game. So then Anthony Lynn said, He's going to check on Tyrod Taylor's health before naming a starter next week. But Taylor told the NFL media that if Taylor is ready to go, he will be the starting quarterback for the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> it's another one of those things. If I own the team, all right, I make a phone call. Ring, 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 ring. Hey, uh, Coach Lynn, listen, I appreciate what you're trying to do here. But, uh, I mean, what, what is going on with you and Tyrod Taylor? The guy blows. Put him in there as the backup. don't You know how to start the guy. I mean, look at the Bengals' defense. The Bengals' defense made, and I, I know there were some guys out this last week, but the Thursday night game, Baker Mayfield looked like he was back at Oklahoma, lighting up Oklahoma State with all those touchdown passes and throwing the ball all over the place, and they were running the ball and doing whatever they wanted. The Browns did whatever they wanted against the Bengals' defense. Week one, the Chargers we're in a dogfight until the very end of that game the very very end of that game and we got to hear anthony Lynn say na 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 nah. taylor's going to be my guy taylor's going to be my guy herbert no 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 herbert can uh, he
7: can be the backup what is that I'm a i think i think the speculation is and it it makes sense is that he didn't want to basically bench tyrod while he was you know, coming out of the hospital or right, whatever. All
4: right. So then you know what you do, Eddie? You put him out there for one play. All right. That was a bad pass. The first incomplete pass. Take him out of the game.
7: I, I will be surprised if Herbert is not at quarterback next Sunday. He should be. Listen, look no, good.
4: Yeah. I I he looked much better than I thought. I think I was not high on him. That was the, the Herbert. Draft. That
7: was the Herbert from his junior year. Not that the was not the Herbert from his senior year. year. Yeah. He was evil. awesome his junior year. Well, and this is a great this is why. Look at this. Next
4: week, the Chargers play host to Carolina. That's as close to a gimme as you can get for the Chargers. All right, so, you're looking for a confidence booster. You throw him out, you throw Herbert out there against Carolina, and you're all but guaranteed to win that game. Then, after that, it gets a little bit tougher because Tampa's got a decent defense and New Orleans has a good defense. But if you don't start him next week, then what are you going to wait till week six when you play the Jets? Because everyone you know, beats up the Jets because the Jets are a joke? Let's feast on the Jets. All right. Uh, 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Eugene in Chicago says, Ben, if I am the owner of the Chargers, Justin Herbert is my starting quarterback. If the head coach don't like it, quit. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Listen, I, I this is not that hard. The whole point, the whole advantage of drafting a quarterback in the first round is that rookie contract before you have to pay the guy a ton of money. you got to milk that thing. you got to milk that rookie. If a a guy can play on a rookie contract, you are at a competitive advantage. Now, I say that knowing the salary cap is bullcrap because the Rams just paid everybody that had a new contract they wanted to pay. They just gave them new money. The, The Chiefs had like $100 under the salary cap, and they paid everybody they wanted to pay. So it's a lot of it's a lot of bullcrap, is what it is. But still, there you go. Uh, JJ from Renton says so. Tyrod had a heat attack before
7: the game. I don't think it, I think it was a heart attack. I don't, I don't think it was a heart. Attack. I don't think I don't know what happened. I don't. Maybe well, he, he had a rib, he, had, he had a rib injury yeah. all week. So that is in your chest. So if he had chest pains, maybe I know when you hear chest pains, you think heart attack, something with a heart, but. Yeah. I'm guessing well, I that had, wasn't it.
4: When I had my gallbladder attack, Eddie, with my gallstones, it was in my chest area. So I thought maybe I was having the old uh, heart attack, but I, I was not. It was a gall, gallstone attack. It's also possible he had indigestion. Indigestion does lead to the same thing. Maybe he had a bad meal. He had a, like a big breakfast or something like maybe that. Maybe he had chorro. It might have been that. There you go. Could have been that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Minnesota Vikings, I just want to point out. I was I was flipping. I could not believe how bad. I thought the Vikings were going to play much better. I was stunned that Mike Zimmer's team came out and played like dog crap after playing like that the first game against Green Bay. You figure against a lesser opponent like the Colts, you're going to come out. You're going to you know, rebound, and they didn't do that. But going to the fourth quarter – uh, they had just over a hundred and I think it was 111 yards, I believe, going to the fourth quarter of total offense, total net yards for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And in the game, whee! Kirk Cousins, 11 of 26 passing for 113 yards. He averaged 4.3 yards per pass.
7: Oh no! <laughs> yes. We stuck again.
4: And that was enhanced by the fourth quarter, where he completed five of six for fifty-four yards. So, if you just judge him after after off the first three quarters, holy crap! What was that? That was the worst game. He had, he was sacked three times. The Vikings actually led this game three nothing, and it was they just stopped playing after that. And Philip Rivers threw his usual customary interception, as you're guaranteed to get at least one or two of those when you play Philip Rivers. But it didn't matter. And so the Colts took them to the woodshed. So the Vikings are zero two on the season. So I checked my email bag, and it was a bunch of people said, "Hey, Mahler, you said Alligator Arms Murray blows, and the Cardinals are two and zero, and he's the reason." You know, all these idiots. Some version of that, one after another. All in the state of Arizona. Most of them. I don't think there's a single Cardinal fan that does not live in that state. Can you name? I mean, other than the football. Cardinals. I'm talking about the the baseball Cardinals. There's Cardinal fans all over the place. But the football Cardinals, who used to be in St. Louis a million years ago, uh, they're all in the Grand Canyon State. So here's my rebuttal. Are the Cardinals 2-0? Yes, they are 2-0. Are they getting elite passing out of Kyler Murray? No, Uh, they are not. And this is is how you can tell a low information fan. Listen, Kyler Murray's done a great job as a running back. Okay, but I judge quarterbacks mostly – on how they throw the ball. And that is the rub on the Arizona Cardinals. It is not sustainable. You have to win throwing the ball down the line. Now, you can get away with it in the regular season, and it's certainly possible Arizona can play this way and rack up a ton of wins in the regular season. They're 2-0. They beat an injured 49er team and then a completely uh, just useless Washington football club. But here are some numbers to back up my point that Kyler Murray, he's doing it with his legs, not his arm. Kyler Murray is averaging 6.6 yards per pass attempt after two games. That is below average. Average for a quarterback is seven yards per attempt. He is below average. All right. Now, he's also completing 66.6% of his passes, which is. The sign of the devil. And two touchdowns, two interceptions, a lackluster passer rating of 83.0. That is not elite quarterback play as far as throwing the football. So when Ky- I'll be the first to say when Kyler Murray starts as an elite passer beating teams with his arm and not his legs, then we got something. Because that's what's going to happen at the end of the year. When you get rid of the riffraff, Right, The flotsam and jetsam of the NFL, when they are Gonskis at the end of the year and you you playing top defensive teams, then you're ending up having to win with your arm and throw the football. And you can't just depend on being able to run past linebackers, and that's how you're going to win games. You're going to have to do it by throwing the football down the field. And two games in, yes, Arizona's 2-0, but Kyler Murray, 83.0 quarterback rating, and he's averaging less than, than seven yards per attempt. That kids is not elite quarterback play. It's not. That's just the reality. All right, let's take a phone call here. Let's say hello to uh, Cowboy Dan. Oh, uh, all right, this guy he only calls when the Cowboy wins. Uh, when the Cowboys win, Cowboy Dan calls it. Hello, Cowboy Dan. Hello, Ben. Hello, Eddie. Hey, Where uh, were you? Where were hello. you last week, Cowboy Dan? <laughs> I was at home. Yeah, yeah, you weren't calling in after the Cowboys took it on the chin against the Rams. You didn't call in after that game.
8: Well, you know, Ben, I liked your monologue, but of course, the better story is in the Cowboys locker room, where Greg the leg, Zerline kicked two important, made two important kicks at the end of the game. The first was a. Beautiful onside kick that went ten yards. The Cowboys jumped on it. Then he went on for three plays later to kick a forty-six yard field goal, and the Cowboys win the game.
4: Yeah, I know what happened. I, I'm aware, Cowboy did. You're just repeating old news did, here. Did now, why don't you try? Why don't you try to hold on to the ball and not spot the Falcons a twenty point lead? What they fumbled four times in the first quarter. Zach four Custod times had
8: four hundred and fifty yards.
4: Yeah, oh, that's great.
8: Yeah, and I, I, I could throw.
4: Let me tell you right now, I could throw for 350 against the Falcons secondary. They've got this laissez-faire attitude. I'm not impressed. The Falcons blow. I don't know what they're doing in Atlanta. I'm going to rant about that coming up in a few minutes I have here. a
8: prediction, Ben. I have a prediction. The Cowboys are going to get 11 wins, make the playoffs, And from there, anything can happen. Congratulations to Mike McCarthy. And I have a positive story about Geico, if you're interested.
4: Oh, of course. We love Geico. Geico, 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 Geico to the rescue.
8: That's right. They sent me a check for $1,000 because some lady that had their insurance rear-ended me. I thought that was a very nice settlement.
4: Well, that was good. I'm glad. See, there's another satisfied customer. All right. I got to go, Cowboy Dan. I. I guess we'll talk to you. We won't talk to you next week because the Cowboys are going to Seattle, so you'll lose that game. So I we'll have to wait until Week Four when the Cowboys play the Browns at home. So that'll be the next Cowboy win. And
8: are you going to bet on the on the Seahawks?
4: Well, I have to look at the points but I'm going to bet on. It. I'm a gambler. Of course, I'm going to bet on it. But uh, the way Russell Wilson's going against, yeah, I would definitely take. We know, we know the book on Dak Prescott. The book on Dak Prescott against a weak opponent, he will put up massive stats against a better opponent, which I think Seattle is a better opponent, then he will not put up the numbers. So that's, that's been his M.O. throughout his career. He is a great stat stuffer against second-rate, lousy, god-awful defensive units. Which is, to his credit, listen, you put up your numbers there, but you really are ultimately judged when you play the better teams, and that is the flaw and the ointment for Dak Prescott. All these people, oh, Dak's got to get a million, gazillion dollars and all that. I oh, Stop. Stop, 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 stop. All right, we're going to have the MLB pick. It's the last week, right? This is the last week of the baseball regular season. Oh, my goodness. Woo-wee. Where have those two months gone? Where have those two months gone? Here is the Who Am I game. So let's go back to that Patriot-Seahawks game. In the Patriot loss, Cam Newton became the third player over the last 70 years to have three career games where he had 300-plus passing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Again, the other two are Steve Young and me. Cam Newton just becoming the third player in the last 70 years to have three career games with 300-plus passing yards and two rushing touchdowns. The other two are Steve Young and... And me, who am I? The answer next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com
5: and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
4: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable!
0: When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at Zin.com find. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
6: Listen
3: to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: If you're a regular listener, you know the Ben Maller Show's unconventional sports talk. We dabble in the outlandish and bond with the freaks and geeks. Facebook's a digital playground for all of us. You can chat with other P1 friends at the show. It's painless, and you can cancel any time. Just like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
4: We'll have the MLB pick'em coming up in a couple of minutes. Here's the Who Am I game. In that Seattle win, Patriots lost. Cam Newton becoming the just the third player the last seventy years to have three career games recording three hundred plus passing yards and two rushing touchdowns. The other two, Steve Young and me. Who am I? That is the question. What's the answer? Our friend Inca Terror, a classically trained musician in New York, is going with Rex Toes Ryan as his answer. Trucker Joe in Pennsylvania, the Moonshine Man, says Dick LeBeau is the way to go. Nostradinus from Seattle checks in with Randall Cuttingham. Justin in Cincinnati says the next Supreme Court Justice, Ted Cruz, is uh, the answer. Sorry, Koopaloo. Mike going with Quincy Carter as his answer. Fran Tarkington, misspelled by David, but I... Knew what you meant by that. Manic Mike in Nashville checks in with Kurt Warner as his answer. The Burner account, my my Burner account's going with the new head coach for Jackson State Tigers primetime. That's supposed to be announced later on Monday. Mike McMahon, guest by MC Loud, Will in Pennsylvania, is going with Joe Montana, Jim Miller from marcus uh who else do we have edward garcia from terry in england Uh, do you have an answer eddie i do it's tim rosenbaugh tim rosenbaugh all right is it tim rosenbaugh is that the uh no that is not the correct answer the correct answer is not ac slater guessed by steve the uh, stanford padre guy it's tom brady believe it or not tom brady the list is steve young tom brady and cam newton the only quarterbacks the last seventy years to have three hundred plus passing yards in a game and two rushing touchdowns three times. All right, that leads us into here we go. It's the MLB pick'em. We're each gonna pick three players. Let's find out who the smartest man in the room is. Who the genius of all geniuses is. Go ahead, Coop. Oh, that's right. It's me. Oh, I get to go first. All right, with the first selection, I'm going to take Adam Wainwright of the Cardinals. Go ahead. (laughs) It's a great pick. Wow. It's a solid pick. Go ahead, Coop. It's Uh, a hell of a pick. I'm going to pick Jacob deGrom. Nah, he's hurt. (laughs) Roberto. I'll go with
7: Juan Soto. All right, Eddie. Go ahead, Eddie. Uh, Give me Luke Vogt and Jose Abreu. All right, back to you, Roberto. I'll go
4: with uh, Mike Trout. All right, you're going to have him, uh, Loop. I'll, I'll go with uh, DJ LeMayhew. All right, I'll take Adam Duvall of the Atlanta Braves Ooh. and uh, give me uh, Freddie Freeman. I'll double up on my Braves. How about that? Uh, the Braves, oh, Big Braves right now, Hitting huh? the snot out of the ball. My second favorite team. Go ahead, Koop. I'll go with Anthony Rendon. All right. And he'll miss the playoffs this year. What about you, Roberto? Luis Castillo. And with the final pick on the MLB pick'em, with time to spare because wow. I am on time, Maller huh. by the clock, for the clock, plausibly all about moon. the clock. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no yeah. full moon, no, no. We, yeah, we no. got time to talk about the Lakers then, right?
7: Wait, no, that's no, 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 in, uh, in the sixth hour. I need a stupid pitcher first. Uh, let's go with Zach Wheeler as Zach my pitcher. Wheeler. Ooh. Ooh, Zach Wheeler, so exciting.